Happy Thursday, women's basketball fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. And this episode of Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable meal. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. And I tell you who else is creating community and is always there is Don Staley. And that's what's coming up on this episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to this episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your two-time a week host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. We thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen of the day. I... I am excited. I am proud. I am overwhelmed to bring you today's episode. Um, in 2020, during the wobble season, a group of black women wrote a love letter to the WNBPA. And I got a chance to speak with Dawn Staley and also Dr. Janetta Cole. And when I spoke to Dawn Staley, and for those who are longtime listeners of Locked on Women's Basketball, you will remember this episode more than likely. Before we closed out talking about this love letter to the WNBPA, hashtag the WNBA is so important, hashtag Ari Chambers is so important. Before I got off of the Zoom call with Dawn Staley, I asked her this. Also, it was really interesting for me to look back at some of my early Zoom days and backgrounds. The background now versus what you're going to see night and day. That's a little bit besides the point, but here is the last question that I asked Don Staley, and I left the timestamp on there because, one, it just shows how raw I was to video, but also it's a timestamp, and so I can pull receipts on how long I've been asking Don Staley about this. Here we go. And a part of your story, especially to the national championship with South Carolina, that has always just fascinated um, and intrigued me was that relationship that you built with Carolyn Peck leading up to that. And that, you know, Coach Peck offered you, you said you talked about pouring in and she poured into you. And I'm curious now that you've won that championship, I, I know that you've cut a piece of that net. Um, have you um, been able to, find some other women, black women coaches um, that you hope to, you know, share your piece of the net with um, until they get their first championship? Um, I, I, I haven't. What, what I, what I have done is I've, I've implored uh, Carolyn to help me, to help me find that next person because she, she, she saw something in, in me as a coach and in our team, obviously, um, that 
when you're when you're going through it, you don't really see it. You 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 all you know as a coach, you always try to poke holes in the you know you have a good team. You just try to find you know what is what is the very thing or things that will deny us from winning the national championship. You can't really you know see it, um, but somebody that's on the outside looking in, and Carolyn saw that it it was it was her love letter to me, mm-hmm. um, in the form of a piece of her net. So I, I need her to help me because I'm still in it, identify who's that next person that we need to give this tangible thing to. She did say, she did say that um, your team is so good that you might need to keep it for a little bit. <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> and then postpone it to somebody else. But I, I am, I am looking. I am looking. I'm, I'm on the, you know, I'm, I'm, I got a watchful eye on who's that next person or who's that next black coach that we feel can join that club of winning the national championship and become part of history. I love that. We're going to hear more from Don Staley and from Dr. Jeanette Cole. I'm actually going to reprise the love letter to black women, the love letter to the WNBPA. It's one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done. Um, because of what it means and Dawn Staley, not just taking the love letter to another level, but taking the now tradition of a black woman who wins a national title, sharing a piece of her net is beautiful. It's beautiful. So I want to take you to um, this story for sports illustrated Wilton Jackson wrote it. Let me pull this up for you. I'm going to share the screen. And it's talking about um, Dawn Staley promising to share the net with all the D1 black women head coaches. Now, when I spoke to her in October of 2020, she said what she said. But now, um, you know, you have some people like Sean Hurd who've been following the story, but um, South Carolina women's basketball coach Dawn Staley guided her team to a commanding 66-57 victory against NC State on Tuesday. But winning games is not the only thing the legendary coach has been up to. To kick off the 2021 season, Staley kept her promise by sending each black woman coach in Division I basketball a piece of the Gamecocks 2017 NCAA championship net, carrying out a tradition, carrying out a tradition that was started by the great Carolyn Peck in 2015. Um, I love that. I love that. Um, and I want to go, actually, let's go to Sean Hurd's piece uh, or Sean Hurd on social media. Every woman head coach in Division One received this net package before the start of the college basketball season. Some excerpts from the card that came with the net. I see, this is a quote from Don Staley, quote, I see all the time that I'm driven by being a dream merchant for my players. But after winning the national championship, I realized I could be one for every other black woman who wants to lead her team to that mountaintop. After returning Carolyn's piece of the net to her, I struggled to pick just one other coach to give mine to keep the tradition alive. Hence the conversation that I had with Don Staley. I don't want the 
I don't want to count black women as national championship coaches one by one every few decades. I want us to do it so often we lose count. Looking at that net, the strings knotted together to form a crucial piece of equipment in our game. I realized that's what we as black women head coaches are, a crucial part of our game all at different intersections along our journey to a national championship. So I pick all of you to receive this piece of our 2017 national championship net in the hope that making our goal tangible will inspire you as it did me to keep pushing forward and us all to keep supporting each other's each other in our journeys. I couldn't even get through that. I, I'm, I really, I'm very emotional. Um, it's been a blessing of my career to talk to black women about black women in coaching because there's an understanding I've never coached before. Um, I'm certainly not in an elite level, but, um, and Dr. Cole is going to talk about it on the show. There is just an understanding that comes with being a black woman. And sometimes we wish we didn't understand each other and that we didn't have a common language, but we do. And to take that now and to utilize it for good, the way that Dawn Staley is doing I love it. I, for my own personal brand and in my personal life, have things that the story of the netting has inspired me to do and to continue doing um, and to see it now amplified. Now I got to up my game, Dawn Staley. You know, I, I had some things in mind for Black Rosie and we still going to do them. But now you've upped the ante. And the beautiful thing about this is not just what Dawn Staley wrote there on um, in her social media message, but I'll be honest. I've, I'm following these threads. I'm following the posts. So you see teams um, recording their head coach opening the package. I'm I'm learning about some of these head coaches for the very first time, and that's on me. But it's also indicative of everything that I say all the time. More is not more for everyone. Um, I'm just so proud. I am so overwhelmed. So we're going to keep this party started. We're going to keep this party going. Excuse me. I'm going to take you back to the conversation with Jeanette Cole because I think that Dr. Cole and Don Staley, their words sit and resonate to this day, even though it was over a year ago now that we spoke. And I was talking about a love letter. That was what it was titled, a love letter to black women, a love letter to the WNBPA. And there were people at the time that didn't understand that love letter, that didn't appreciate that love letter. And um, I'm just really glad that I captured this conversation with Dr. Cole. And then you'll hear from Don Staley later on in the episode. Um, but the th fact that Don Staley in being 
a dream merchant in being giving, in being supporting, supportive, in being a true sisterhood, in lifting while she climbs, that she is also creating a media sensation where from Bethune-Cookman to Delaware to Elon, my alma mater, where Charlotte Smith coaches, although I haven't seen a video, but I mean, she's a D1 head coach. Black women are being seen. So miss me with, there aren't women who want to be head coaches and that's why there aren't women coaches. Miss me with, there aren't enough black women head coaches with experience. Miss me with all of that. And I can't imagine it wasn't intentional with how she decided to deliver this and how the message has been shared. But if Dawn ain't going to say it, if them coaches ain't going to say it, I'm going to say it. Auntie going to say it. This is a visibility. This is critical for visibility, not for us. Although again, I learned, I, I, I done learned today about some coaches that I didn't have on my radar, not for us, but for y'all, for y'all. For y'all. Coming up next on Locked on Women's Basketball, again, you're going to hear from Dr. Janetta Cole. You'll also hear from Dawn Staley. And if you want to see some of the coaches that have post, posted video or uh, anything on Twitter in particular um, about receiving their piece of Dawn Staley's net, check out the show notes. But right now, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. It's back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season. That means more props, more odds, more lines, and all of that more than ever before, but while still maintaining its status as the number one spot for basketball and football action this season. Now, if you head to the website, you can use your mobile device, your tablet, your desktop. And if you use promo code locked on when you make your first deposit, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That's 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on from basketball, football, of course, NHL. Go listen to Locked On Kraken, Boxing USC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm emotional. This is emotional for me in the most beautiful way. And I'm thankful for the love letter that brought me to Dr. Cole and brought me to this conversation you're about to hear and watch with Don Staley. And I'm even more thankful that Don Staley was able to continue to pay it forward with the net and with the love letter. Enjoy. The extraordinary sisters of the WNBA really, in many ways, tell our story. They tell the story of black women 
in this country that, as you and I know so well, didn't begin well. It began 401 years ago with enslavement. But these sisters tell the story, I like to say, and her story of double jeopardy, what it means to be victimized based on one's race and one's gender. And we see this, we see this so blatantly in terms of something like, I'm just going to go there. What a player who is a professional basketball athlete receives compared to what a player who is a professional woman basketball player, why should she receive so substantially less? And that reflects not just what our sisters in the WNBA experience, that reflects what Black women experience. And then, of course, this era in which such vile disrespect has been spoken about Black women, including Sister Senator Kamala Harris. We know that that disrespect is also shown to our sisters who are on the court. And it is a disrespect shown to all of us. So again, my point is your point. That while we put these sisters with such athletic prowess way up there, we admire them. They are our sheroes. You know, we want to we wanna wear the numbers of their jerseys. But at the same time, they are right where all of the rest of us are. I love that. And Dr. Cole, I think what we also see and hear, because the WNBA has decided to really ramp up their message, which has been consistent since 2016. A lot of the questions that athletes in activism get or that their fan base quite honestly struggle with is, well, what do we do with this information now? So Dr. Cole, let's assume that there is a listener um, or someone who will read this article that is becoming intimately involved with a lot of these issues, perhaps for the first time in their life, what advice would you offer uh, for someone who occupies that space, but, but really wants to make a change and, and to find their own way within the movement? That's a terrific question, my sister. And you'll have to excuse me if I begin out of my experience as a professor, because I'm going there. <laughs> I'm going there to say, why don't you, whoever you are, sister, brother, sibling, of whatever you, why not begin with informing yourself? You know, 
Anything you want to know about now, you can go on the internet. You want to know how to build a doghouse? You know how I want to, how to bake a sweet potato pie? Well, how about if you want to be informed about the ongoing struggle and triumphs of black women, get informed, read, think, talk to other folk. And then secondly, I would say that anyone who wants to become more active in this struggle, you got to get in touch with your own courage. Your courage. You know, Dr. Maya Angelou once said, courage is the most important of all of the virtues or attributes. Without it, you can't practice anything else. And so if you are new to the struggle or want to intensify your engagement in the struggle, get in touch with your courage because it means you're going to have to stand up and speak out. In those circumstances, when you hear racism and sexism being expressed, even if it's coming in, in a kind of coded and, well, a sugar-coated form, you've got to speak up. And then thirdly, we all know, as we say in this love letter to our sisters of the WNBA, quoting that African proverb, when spider webs unite, they can even tie up a lion. And so if you are preparing to be more involved in the struggle, find others who are already there. I'm not saying that we cannot do things as individuals, but look at our power when we come together. So those are just three obvious actions, actions that anyone can take. Again, Dr. Cole, thank you so much for your time. And thank you and, and the rest of the 100 plus women that have signed on for their support of the WNBA. It is a true love letter because love requires expression. Stay well and safe, my sister. You as well, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you again so much. This was fantastic, and I'm eternally grateful for the WMBPA and David for connecting us. A big virtual hug to you. <laughs> I've been. Coming up next on Locked on Women's Basketball, you just saw it a little bit there, but we're going to hear from Dawn Staley about this love letter to Black women, a love letter to the WNBPA during the Wubble season. For those who don't remember, that was the season that the Social Justice Council, in partnership with the NBA or the WNBA, excuse me, the league, got started. This was uh, the season that the WNBPA 
A decided and the WNBPA decided that when there was yet another shooting that happened um, to pause basketball activities, the Washington Mystics taking the lead there. And now there is an ESPN documentary about that, the 144. So all of this, this conversation is coming on the heels of that and um it was truly again a joy and a delight and an honor but bringing community together is what this episode is about and that's why i want to tell you about mcdonald's mcdonald's is more than just a place to get some delicious fries like come on y'all the mcdonald's fries we all know like i i'm about to get some as soon as i finish recording but it's a place where classmates where comrades, where black women in the struggle can meet up knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi, endless supplies of French fries, and of course, McFlurries. Win or lose, it's the place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and fuel. Can attest as I just moved down to Tulsa, Oklahoma. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and connect. Did someone say locked on women's basketball watch party? Might have to get on that. Um, But either way, I'm loving this conversation. I'm loving the support, the community aspect of this love letter to black women. And I'm loving it, McDonald's, that you are now a part of our Locked On podcast network. I'm loving it. All right. We're going to end the episode with Dawn Staley. And, uh, I'm, I'm going a little long, but you shouldn't be surprised, especially on social justice Thursday. Um, I'm, I'm content. I have been feeling a lack of support, a lack of understanding. And I know that there are things within my control and not within my control that are contributing to why I'm feeling that way. But I can honestly say, I can honestly say the people that have been 100% the most supportive of me have been black women, editors, friends, colleagues, competitors. They have been able to see that I'm not where I want to be in a lot of places and that that's affected how I do my work. And they wrapped me in love. And so again, this love letter, being able to reprise this episode and seeing Dawn Staley pass along her net to all of the black women coaching in Division I women's basketball, women's college basketball, warms my heart to measures that I don't even know I have the words for. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you, Dr. Cole. Thank you to the WMBPA, who I talked about last week. The WNBA is so important. And I know I was in that commercial and I love Ari Chambers. And But this is what that means to me. This episode right here is what the WNBA is so important. That's what it means to me. So this is my love letter right back to you. Uh, so we'll close out the show hearing from Don Staley. Um, 
attending the Zoom calls with uh, the women with black women. Um, and I, I, I come away from each call just inspired. Um, just the, the camaraderie, the spirituality, um, the knowledge, the poise, the intellect, and 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 obviously it's it's discussing, um, it's discussing some political changes that that we want made across our country, um, and also pushing um, Kamala uh, to the White House. And in those discussions, you know, you have to look and see well who you know who are leading some charges out there that um, that are unpopular but right. And you know, I think uh, Dr. Uh, Janetta Cole is the one that so softly but so powerfully said that, that we needed to to write a love letter to the WNBA players. And you know, I, I know all of us once she said it was like, oh, that's brilliant. That's a the brilliant idea because you know, for uh, for the time that I've stepped away from the game and this kind of outside looking in, seeing um, the WNBA players voice, you know, voice what's on their hearts and be the, the voice of voiceless is quite incredible. And it, it, you can't wrap it up in one tweet. You can't wrap it up in one post on, on Instagram. But you can, however, um, show them through this love letter just how many people out there who who fight the very fight that they fight find it really encouraging that they step out there and do that knowing knowing that there's going to be a whole lot of backlash not just from you know they get the backlash just from they think you know the WNBA is is uh an inferior um athlete than any other athlete on the face of this earth and we know that's very untrue um uh, but the way that they've united you know there's not one there's not one person that broke the chain um and and wanting to get things accomplished yes a love letter sounds so brilliant but i do feel that anyone who doesn't um <laughs> who doesn't have the honor of being a black woman might not really understand why that is important. What would you say to them as, as to the, the underlying importance um, of something like this, this unified message? Well, I, I think for, for, for me personally, I can, I can just look at the strong figure that my mother was and, and still is in my life. Unfortunately, um, she has since uh, passed away, I mean, three years uh, three years ago, and I just, if I just reflect on her life, and if anybody can reflect on their mother's life, they'll see um, the strength of a Black woman, they'll, they'll see the struggle of a Black woman, they'll see a Black woman struggle, but not really let you let, you let on. Like, I didn't really... I didn't know my mother struggled when we were growing up in, in the housing projects in North Philly because she never felt sorry for herself. She never blamed others. She just took what the world gave her and, 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 and gave back strength, 
strength. I mean, my mother cleaned houses. My mother went to church, was a faithful woman. My mother was or had the strength of 10, uh, of 10 women. And when you say having the strength of 10 women, that's, that's, that's very, very powerful. So um, for young people that, you know, may think that this is just a letter, you know, for publicity or a letter um, that is coming out for a calculating reason, there's no other reason besides, and it shouldn't be, besides just loving up on somebody else that has probably felt like they're in a struggle. Not on the court, but part of that is on the court too because, you know, women aren't paid, you know, what men are paid. Um, so that's a struggle when they think about it, but what we can't control. We can't always control how much we get paid. Um, we can't control our hearts and our voices to make sure that it may not happen for us in our time, but it's going to happen for somebody else younger than us in their time. So we hope it changes you know, while we are taking breaths every day. But if it doesn't change in our time, we know that at, at some point, at some point, um, the pendulum's going to swing our way. So we have to continue being very consistent and persistent in, in, in raising up, you know, our, our young ladies because, you know, they, they are our future. Whether we, you know, whether we want to believe that or not, they are. Though Those young women and the, young, the WNBA is getting much younger. Um, so we want to raise them up. We, we want to put our arms around them and let them know that um, – <laughs> Their their victory is our victory, and we want to make sure that we we make them feel that. Understand this, you know, you mess with them, you're gonna to have to mess with you know all of these women that you see on this love letter, and then and then more because you know we're we're we're, we're not gonna stand down anymore. We're not we're not you know this this is time for change. If it's not gonna happen now, I don't think it's ever gonna happen because. You don't know the history, you know. We're 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 gaining more and more history about you know, what this country has done, and until we're able to, uh, until we're able to allow that history to be heard and to be known throughout our country, which I think it is, we're making moves, we're having these uncomfortable conversations. Um, I, now is the time. Now is the time that, and I pray that every activist out there. I pray for their stamina because that's what you're going to need. I, I, play, I pray for, you know, um, an incredible um, armor um, to deflect some of this. And I, I just pray that um, no harm is done to them because of what they're doing mm, for the greater yeah. good of, of, of everyone. Yes. Amen to that. You mentioned um, stamina and armor. Uh, Dr. Cole mentioned courage. And I think both of those fall into a message that you quite consistently now for several years have, have really been um, offering to the women's basketball world in particular, but of course, uh, through, through sports in general. And that is to kind of step into that a zone of discomfort. Um, that was something that obviously in the Netflix uh, series that, that was a part of your playbook. And I think that 
that discomfort uh, is difficult, especially for those who perhaps have enjoyed um, the intersect of multiple types of privilege, I'll put it that way. Um, and again, Black women, we don't necessarily benefit from multiple intersects of privilege, but there is still, uh, for anyone, ways that you really have to step out of that comfort zone. I wanted to ask you, Coach, for you, um, you know, what was that process like for you? And, and what are the ways in which you try to impart to any young person um, just kind of sitting in that discomfort and, and helping them through that process? You know, as someone that, I mean, I've lived probably more than half my life right now, and if I, if I, you know, if I really think about it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm at a place and time in which I can reflect and understand where my growth took place and how it took place and why it took place and have a really good understanding of that. And I just don't think people in general really understand it because they focus more on just being uncomfortable than focusing on um, how, to, how to get through. And I, I've been fortunate enough to, to understand the whole process of growth. Um, I, you know, I've, I've grown you know, over the 50 years that I've been on this earth, I've, and, and for more than half of that, I'll probably say 70% of that, I've been in a position to help young people, to be a, a dream merchant for young people. And in and, and doing that, you have to instill that, that process into them. And I, I, every, any smart person can really understand while we are saying that we're not saying, you know, disowning other lives, you know, we're not saying that at all, but we're saying that this is what's happening to us. Um, if you want to choose that fight, choose that fight, but we're fighting for, you know, preventing the next one because it's just, it, it just peels off the scar and the scab that, that we walk around with in our everyday life. Uh, again, I am just thankful. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you to the Black women head coaches, including at my alma mater, head coach Charlotte Smith. Thank you to my mini tribe. Thank you to the Black women who got me into hockey, which even got me into being a sports journalist, which include my sister, Blake Bolden, Black Girl Hockey Club, and on and on and on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this love letter means so much to me. It means so much to be able to report on it. And it has empowered me and inspired me to every day find a way to send Black women and Black non-binary people in this space in particular. Um, it inspires me every day to send you love. And so I hope that you feel that and I will work every day to make sure that you do. But that's all she wrote for Locked On Women's Basketball. I want to let you know about Locked On Bets, which is, of course, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. 
We want you to listen to that after you make, of course, Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen of the day. And thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for those of you who got through this entire episode because um, this is a love letter to all of you, but to myself as well. Um, and it feels good. And I'm, I'm leaning in and stepping into that in its totality. So thank you. I will catch you next week on Locked on Women's Basketball. Peace.